Hello, it's Claire here from The Genie Way. I'm gonna show you how to get unstuck, get motivated, and leave stress and anxiety at the door. So you can close the gap on where you are to where you wanna be. You have more time, freedom, and money to do the things you love. Sound good? I did it, and so can you. Okay, so the question here is, do we surround ourselves with people who suffer with stress and anxiety and those who have problems. So there are a lot of people out there that will have a lot of friends who've got a lot of issues. And, you know, I've got family members who've also got the same problems, but there's ways to deal with it. Now, I don't know if if you have been like me in the past where I've constantly felt the need to heal people, to be able to take all their problems on board and to be able to try and fix them. Well, just by trying to be this type of person, I've ended up affecting my own well-being. Because the truth of the matter is that you can't help anybody unless they are willing to help themselves. Now, I was on a Facebook group a little bit earlier on and you know, somebody commented back to me and said, shouldn't you really be trying to, you know, make friends with people who've got anxiety? Sometimes that's all people need. All people need is, you know, that support that, you know, hey, how's it going? I understand how you're feeling. And yes, having a little bit of empathy is crucial when being a coach and being somebody like myself and having emotional intelligence, understanding how other people are feeling is a great trait to have. But do I have sympathy? No, I have zero sympathy for those who sit and talk about it. Because if you really want to get a handle on the problem that you have, and it might not just be anxiety, it might be stress, it might be um, you know, a phobia, a fear that you have, a constant worry, whatever it might be, if you're just going to sit and talk about it, it's not going to make you feel any better. And this is where I personally disagree with counselling, and this is a personal opinion, because what you're doing is you're reliving the moment. The brain doesn't know the difference between something that's happening right now and something that happened 10, 20, 30 years ago. That's why our dreams feel so real, because we can replay them in our mind's eye and our brain doesn't know the difference. And that's why we can still get the hot sweats. If you have a lot of people that suffer with stress and anxiety and you surround yourself with those type of people, then you need to learn learn ways to actually deal with that. And getting involved in that situation is going to affect your own well-being. And taking on other people's drama is going to affect your own well-being. Now, there's some really great energy techniques that you can actually use to get get rid of these feelings so that it doesn't affect you and it stops you being drained. Now, I used to be surrounded by a group of people and we could be, you know, all talking about, you know, weird and wonderful things. And sometimes I'd feel like I need to go and have a bit of a lie down. I'd just feel completely drained by whatever it was we're talking about to the point where I could hardly keep my eyes open. And that's how energy affects us. Somebody else's energy can have a huge impact 
on your own energy. Now, if you think I'm being spiritual or hippie hippie, talking about energy here, energy is real. <laughs> it's scientifically proven there is energy. And if you don't believe energy is real, then you sit next to somebody and let them sit and talk to you about something really draining and, and see how it affects your state. And then similarly, you can surround yourself with really positive people and then see how that affects your state. Because both, both ways can affect us very differently. Now, something I really like to do is if I know I'm going to be around people who possibly could drain me, I do the zipping up technique. And it's a really simple technique where I would literally go to the bottom of my big toes and pretend I'm zipping myself up wearing a jacket. And what that basically does, and I take it right to the top of my head, without going into too much detail here, I'm basically zipping up my own energy and protecting my own energy. And just try this, because it works wonders. I've been able to stay awake <laughs> a couple of hours longer. Now, that's because that's the type of person that I am. I'm an empath. I feel other people's emotions. I'm one of those people that could literally be in the same room as 100 different people and I could pick out the one person that feeling really angry over in the corner. And they, they aren't even facing me. They've got the back to me, but I can just sense it. And because of that, I pick up on everybody's emotions. So even when we're watching TV, you know, say, for example, a reality TV program. So last night we were watching Shipwrecked. And I like watching crap TV like this because I love to analyse other people's behaviour but I do get sucked in and I do get sucked in in the sense of I start to really feel everybody's emotions so if somebody's behaving in a particular way that I, I don't think is very nice I start to think oh god that other person there is feeling really uncomfortable and I start to feel all of these emotions but if I can avoid it I will remove myself from those types of situations. I limit the amount of time that I spend with those type of people. And you might be thinking, okay, Claire, that's a little bit harsh. Um, you know, there might be some people that I can't do that with. Absolutely fine. You know, family members and things like that who you, you know, you have to see on a regular basis, even though they're quite negative people. Well, that's okay because you can use coping techniques such as those energy techniques to actually protect your own energy and don't get involved. <laughs> you know, if you don't have to respond in a way that allows the other person to go on and on and on because sometimes we can feed it. And it's being aware if you're doing that. Are you feeding the problem? Are you asking more questions about it? How about you change the direction? How about you change the tone of the conversation and just go, oh, by the way, guess what we did last weekend? As soon as there's a break, go to the toilet, then come back and then say, oh, guess what? Because I've done that many a times. If someone's really draining me, I'll get up and I'll just say, oh, sorry, I've, I've just got to knit to the loo because that's something you can, halfway through them talking, if you need to go to the toilet, you can go. <laughs> and then I'd come back and then it'd be like, when I was on the toilet, I'd be thinking about something that I could change the conversation, change the topic of the, topic of the conversation on. And I would come back and I'd say something like, oh, 
me, me and Matt went and did this uh, on Friday, or, or we're going to go do this on Friday. Um, would you like to join us? Or did we just completely change, change the topic, change the tone? And if you actually show a disinterest to what somebody else is talking about, then I think most of the times they'll get the message. Now you might be thinking, okay, but there, you know, there are times where somebody's really going through something, you know, bad, and they need to just offload. Absolutely fine. Use a zip-up technique in those situations, those situations which cannot be helped. But you have to put a limit on it. If somebody wants to do that and have a conversation with you every hour of the day, then you have to set some boundaries. You know, I had a friend who was going through a breakup and she needed my support. Did she need my support every single day for about an hour, an hour and a half on the phone? No, I could not be that person because that was affecting my own well-being and I need to set those boundaries. So, and I didn't do it in a way that upset the other person. I just say, oh, really sorry, I can't chat tonight. Um, you know, me and Matt are having uh, a meal or, you know, I'm off to see my parents or I'm just going to have a relax and have a bath. And that's okay. If the other person gets offended by that, that's that other person's issue. You cannot be there every moment of the day to help the other person. So with those that suffer, there's ways that you can cope. But I'd always say, try to surround yourself with people that you want to be like. If you find that you're surrounding yourself with people who are negative, for people who don't really do anything for you, then those are the people that you really need to question. And, you know, could, could you have a new circle of friends? A lot of the time people think, oh, but you know, I've known this person 20 odd years, like me and my best friend after 20 odd years, we, we, we fell out. Well, she fell out with me, you know, for whatever reason, I think there was, um, a bit of jealousy there. There was there was a lot there. I you know I won't go into detail, but that was her problem, and I look back at it and I think now, well, would I even be friends with that person right now? Because somebody said something to me that made me think. They said, "Does that make that person make you feel good about yourself?" And I was like oh my God, I've been friends with this person for like 20 odd years. Do they make me feel good about myself? Well, no, not really, because every time we met up, I'd always say, why did they never ask me anything about me? Why was it always about them? Or why did, why did they never text me back? Or, you know, there's always something. And when I thought about it, I thought, well, what, what did that person do to lift me up? You know, when I was going through bad times, was that person, you know you know, there at the end of the phone for when I needed them? Was that person there, you know, willing to take me for lunch? Now, I'm actually not one of those people who talks about my problems to everybody. So even if somebody did take me for lunch, I probably talk about it for, I don't know, half an hour. And then I'd be like, right, moving on now. And a lot of the time, and this is what some people have said is a negative thing, is that I don't open up. I don't share what's going on. And that's because I think about other people. And you know what? There are times where I'd say, if, if things get that bad, I would open up. 
if things ever got that bad, I would open up and I'd expect anybody to open up. But if I'm just going to go around in circles repeating the same thing to the same person every single time I see them, is that going to help me? Is that going to help them? And the answer is no. It's thinking about who do we surround ourselves with? And could we make some changes? Could we see certain people less? It doesn't mean we have to remove them. Could we just see them a little bit less? Are there people out there that we'd love to surround ourselves by that we're not doing? Could we join some networking events to find those people? Where do those people who we want to hang out with, where do they hang out themselves? Is it online? Is it networking groups? Is there a local club? You can go and find those people because you can build new friendships very quickly. And a lot of people have this thing of, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same as those people that you've known for years and years. Well, I'm not being funny, but I didn't have like amazing friendships at one years old. You know, those friendships were built when I was at primary school and going into high school. And yes, some of those friends I'm still friends with now. But that doesn't mean I can't create the same type of friendships, if not better, right now. I mean, I'm 30 this year. Oh my God, I'm 30 this year. Did you hear that? I'm 30 this year. And in 30 years' time, I'll have had my life all over again. So another 30 years. So when I'm 60, if I started to build a friendship right now, then I'll have the same type of friendships in 30 years' time to come. But I think now we can build better relationships because we've had the experience. We know what we're looking for. It's a bit like dating. We know what we're looking for in in friends. We know what we're not looking for. So we don't have to go through that whole process of, oh, I'm going to hang out with this person, see how that works out. Oh, and then I'm going to move. Did you ever do that when you were younger? I constantly went from friendship group to friendship group. And I had, you know, over my high school year, I probably had four or five different friendship groups that I flitted between. And some of those people from each of those groups I hang out with now. And it's because I was finding my own path. And as your path changes, you will meet new people along the way. That's just the way it is. It's like if you go traveling, you know, people make friendships for life going traveling because they're meeting new people on their journey. And you're on your own journey too. You're on your entrepreneurial journey. And that journey will invite you to to meet new people. It's just the way it is. And don't be scared to meet new people. And I want you to get in touch with me on, have you done this already? And what are your friendships like? Do you have great friendships or do you have people who are draining you of of your own energy? And what do you do to cope? That'd be really good because I'd really like to do a, a Facebook Live on this. So please send me your comments and I hope this has been helpful. Interview me or get interviewed yourself. Just contact me at thejulieway.com.